Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! And today is Thanksgiving 2021. We made it. We could be thankful today, although I'm thankful every day. <laughs> Boy, am I. Uh, my first thought of every day is, well, maybe not my very first thought, but my second or third thought is I'm usually really grateful that I woke up alive. And um, that usually starts my day off in gratitude. Um, So I'm not going to talk at all about restless legs today because there's no need to. The problem has leveled off. It's been the same for a couple of days. And so it's under control. Um, What I am going to talk about is... I'm going to talk about... You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. Right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens. COVID 19 and plus Thanksgiving, like my experience for today, because. Um, as most of you know, COVID-19 separated me from my entire family and network of friends, with the exception of very few people. And one of the things I'm experiencing today, along with being depressed, is, um, you know, none of these people have reached out to call me. Okay, most of my friends, they know that I suffer from depression. They know that I have certain issues with mental health and whatnot. They know that I left San Diego in a hurry. They know I was upset. Um, They know that I have a father who's very ill, et cetera, et cetera. And not one of my friends, well, one only, has reached out to me and called me and asked me how I'm doing. None. And this is the thing that bothers me probably the most in my, well, not the most, but it's one of the top things that bothers me my whole life is The type of friends that I have, if I don't call them, they don't call me. It's not like I call them and then sometimes they call me and then sometimes I call them and then sometimes they call me. It's like I wait and wait to hear from somebody and they don't call. And then I get it. I get upset that they don't call me, that they don't think about me. And I get mad and I don't call them because I'm mad at them. And then... When they don't call me even longer, it bothers me even more. So then we get to Thanksgiving and I'm feeling so alone. I'm all here alone in Florida. And um, so I send out a few text messages wishing people a happy Thanksgiving. And I'm the one who reaches out. And even so, all I get back from them is happy Thanksgiving back. I don't get how you doing. I don't get anything. If they even respond back. And what that tells me is it tells me two things. It tells me, one, I have misjudged most of the people in my life and the relationships that I was having with them for either reasons stemming from myself or stemming from them. I have no way to know. The other thing that it tells me is that, well, it tells me two more things. One, it tells me that I was right to separate myself at least for a period. 
at least for a period of time where I could have a clear head and I can look at these relationships for what they are and I can determine how I want to proceed. You know what I mean? I can, first of all, strengthen myself by learning how to be alone. And then I can look at these relationships individually and I can say, okay, do I want to be the person who initiates every conversation in this relationship or do I want to not waste my time anymore if they don't think about me? And not from a selfish point of view, but from a point of view of that friendship should be a mutual thing. I shouldn't be the one that always has to reach out to you. You should sometimes reach out to me because it hurts my feelings. The other thing that it tells me, indicates to me, and this could be the part of it that's my fault, is it indicates to me that during the course of my life and during the course of the you know, problems that I have had, with substances and medications and things that have affected my mental health and caused me to have mood swings and different outbursts and angry periods and depressed periods, that it has caused damage in the relationships that I have that I don't know if I can repair. And the other thing, the final thing it shows me is that COVID-19 it, it has separated me from my friends. And how did it do that? How it did that is, and I've said this over and over again, and I'm not going to dwell on it on Thanksgiving. I'd rather, as soon as I get done whining, I'm going to turn this around, I promise, to something positive. What it tells me is that, okay, COVID-19 came along, and all of these people that I thought were at least in a basic way like me I found out that they weren't anywhere okay like I don't believe in vaccines I believe in God I don't believe in I don't believe in rights for specific groups of people I believe in rights for everyone I don't believe in intersectionality I don't believe in critical race I don't believe in critical sex theory I don't believe in transgender theory I don't believe in any of those things I believe that God made man and woman and that there are variations that people want to deal with on their own, but I shouldn't have to be forced to deal with your mental health issue. I'm dealing with my own. And COVID came along and the people that I thought, I don't even know how to describe it. I've done this in a hundred podcasts at least. The people, they pulled up their skirts and they showed me their dirty underwear and it was really disgusting. And what most of the people that I thought were smart, intelligent, rational thinking people turns out are highly manipulatable and are very idealistic in ways that don't make any sense. And when they d disagree with me, which they all do, rather than be civil to me, they treat me like dirt. And, uh, and that's not like just regular dirt. I'm talking like the kind of dirt that you walk on. Like suddenly I'm not equal to them anymore and, uh, and whatever. And I will not put up with that at all. And the way that my brothers treated me about my father, it put, it caused everyone in my family to divide because you either take their side or my side. There's no middle ground. And um, it basically I can't live around people that I can't look at. And it turns out that by separating myself from my family and friends, I'm able to see something very clearly that I didn't see before. And that is that 
the relationships that I had were all what I would consider to be like interactions instead of relationships. Tit for tat, this for that. And um, the trade-offs for me were not worth it. Because I thought that I was doing nice things for people because they loved me and they appreciated the nice things I did. And that I, you know, my genius and my ability to problem solve was like appreciated. And that then when it came time that I needed to be supported, that they would be there for me. But what it turned out is that that's not the case at all. Um, the case more or less is that I was probably trying to make myself feel like I was important by doing things for people that really didn't have a lot of consideration for me at all. And now I'm alone, and the thing to do when you're alone, at least for me, is to go, okay, how did I get here? How did I find out? How did I have all these friends that I now don't want in my life? And then, most importantly, how do I prevent from having the same situation happen again. And that, my friends, is where the hard part lies because the, what happens is I was a person who was using medications and I was using drugs and I was presenting myself in a way that nobody knew that I was suffering from depression and had these issues. I presented myself. I presented myself in an artificial way. I did not show my true self. I showed only the self. When I was having a good day, I would come out into the world and show myself. And I was a tap dancer and an actor and a this and a that. When I was having depression and addiction and, and frustration and medication issues and pain and agony, I wouldn't talk to anyone. I wouldn't let anyone see me like that. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin show on Podbean. And so I was not presenting myself in a genuine way. And therefore, how would I expect to have people attracted to me that are, they're attracted to a phony me. They're not attracted to the real me. So therefore, I attracted phonies. Actually, I attracted genuine people to a phony me. And therefore, when the real me comes out, and is no longer influenced by other, you know, outside influences, is going, wait, who the hell are these people? It's almost like coming out of a dream and being in a new reality. And I can't really blame everybody else. But what I have to do, and this is the the challenging part, is now I have to, if I want to make friends that are genuine in my life, I have to present myself in an authentic way. And that might be really hard. It might be difficult, especially after being so sort of shell-shocked, you know, sort of, I guess, traumatized. I, I don't know another word. I don't want to make it sound overly hyperbolic. But the challenge for me, especially after being hurt, is, you know, um, I'll give an example. One of the ladies in my writing group wrote a story about being loved or being wanted. I don't remember the title. And she kept talking about people being real in order to be loved. And I looked at her story. I told her, you're missing one aspect. You're missing the people that are so afraid to be real that they're terrified that if they're real, they'll never be loved. And somehow I fall into that side of the chart. I feel somehow on that side of the chart where, you know, I, I'm not allowed to be vulnerable I'm not allowed to be 
sad or depressed or in pain or uncomfortable. And and when I and, and the reason is because when I have shown up that way in my world, the people around me, they don't come around. When my friends are sick, I make chicken soup. I come to their house with a bowl of chicken soup. I go, here's chicken soup. Eat this. You'll feel better. When I'm sick, nobody calls. Nobody comes over. Nobody wants anything to do with me. And maybe that's because I don't present myself as come over when I'm sick and help me out. I don't know. But I know that if moving forward, if I want people to treat me a certain way when I'm sick, then I have to actually be honest about it and not just hold a resentment against it when it doesn't happen my way. But moving forward, I I just sent out happy Thanksgiving messages to five of my friends. I've heard back from two of them. And granted, they're busy with Thanksgiving. But we'll see what happens throughout the day. I'm very hurt. This happened during COVID. And I'm now in a recovery phase. Okay, so let's put it this. Let's divide this into two parts. There's the initial trauma of the hurt. And then there's the recovery phase. The acute phase, the hurt phase, is over. The incident has occurred. I've left town. I'm here alone. Now what has to happen for me to recover from that is I need to start making new friends, having new hobbies, starting a new life, and in a much more genuine way, hopefully. So far, I've not been good at that. But with the few new friends that I have been attaching to, um, or connecting with, I guess is a better word. There has been, um, you know, a much more genuine uh, showing up in a genuine way. But there's people that I have not been 100% honest with just because I don't want to have an argument. Because if I'm working in a volunteer job and I'm there for three hours every week and the lady that I work with is COVID phobic and wears three masks, do I really need to have an argument with her for that three hours to... You know, we're not friends. We're not going out to parties together. She's basically my boss. Do I really want to like start having like, you know, I just, you know, I'm not putting her into the circle of new friend. You know what I mean? I'm putting her in this situation of somebody I'm not really. But anyways, it'd be better if I could be just real. But in some situations, I just think it's better to not bother but in the places where I am meeting more genuine friends, I've actually been really real. Almost like I, I leave the conversation feel like I was a little bit too real. And then I feel like, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. So um, there's a balance that needs to be found. I'm new at this. You know, I'm recovering. I'm in a recovery phase from a very acute trauma. I'm Dave Fremland and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. And um, and coming out of a very long, I don't want to say mental illness, let's say a mental health position that left me very vulnerable. And now I'm doing everything within my humanly power to, to correct it. And so in moving forward, I'm looking forward to meeting new people in a more genuine way. And uh, I look forward to not hiding aspects of myself. You know, you don't go out there and show everything. I'm not running around naked. But, you know, there are parts of myself that I suppose I could be more genuine about. And we'll have to work on that and see. And I do work with a professional and they do help guide me. Because part of my problem is that I started having some of these problems when I was very young. And so I don't have 
like a sense of what is normal so I don't have a frame of reference of what I'm actually trying to shoot for. You know what I mean? I don't know what, what is the goal? What does normal look like? What do I consider normal? Because for me, normal is very erratic, very um, schizophrenic and, and, you know, bubbly and, diff and, you know, spontaneous. And I don't know that that's really the, the new reality for me is very almost regimented and very organized and very, you know, uh, routine as you know, I don't, and that's for my health. Um, but I don't know, I don't have a sense. It doesn't feel normal for me. It feels abnormal. It feels forced and it feels different and weird and how you create normal. There only is one way. <laughs> And that is to repeat, repeat, repeat over a long period of time until the thing that you do is normal for you. And the way that you feel is normal for you to feel in that situation, meaning usual, you know. And so I don't have that. I don't have a sense of like a quote unquote normal. And... Um, you know, normal for me is getting my medicine, taking my medicine, being on the medicine, the medicine wearing off me, being uncomfortable, getting more medicine. And all of the emotions and all of the physicality and kinetic energy that goes with that cycle, which is an approximate three-week cycle, um, that just repeated over and over and over again. And the low part of the cycle was very, very low, and the high part of the cycle was very, very high. And, you know, all the places in between were very erratic. And to me, that was normal. And the normal was hiding it from everyone else and, you know, only showing up at things when I could be totally in control and, you know, really just spending a lot of time and energy hiding that, like, really abnormal feeling that I had all the time. And now I, I have got to a point where I have just given up on hiding anything. I've given up on, you know, the problems that cannot be solved, I'm not solving them. And um, the problems that can be solved are getting all of my attention. And um, because I just can't, you know, how many times do I have to move to another town, meet new friends, you know, and, and it's been like this my whole life. It's been my whole life. And I don't know whether that's just my destiny. You know, the people that, I don't know. I don't want to go in that direction. Yeah, I don't know whether it's my destiny or whether I'm just a dip, I just am going to always be different than everyone else, or whether I just haven't learned how to find my tribe yet, or whether I'm putting off a scattered energy and attracting to me a very scattered type of people. I don't really know the answer, but I know that if I if I revert to the old behaviors, I continue to make the problem worse. If I continue on the path I'm on, the damage that's been done is not going to be made worse. And there is potential for the healing to begin. And so my mantra for today, and I came across this yesterday with my getting with my therapist. My mantra for today is that if I do not revert to the old and damaging behavior, then I will not continue to create 
more of the same problem. I will not make the problem worse. And if... The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to The Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. I continue to attempt to do all the things within my humanly power and even asking for help from God to help where I can't to do the right thing to make the problem better. Then at the very, very bottom, I'm not making the problem worse. At the very bottom, I'm not making it worse. And at, at the top, I'm creating a whole new life that will be a great grand improvement. And somewhere in the middle is probably where I fall, which is not making more damage and hopefully fixing some of the old damage. I don't really know. But my solution for Thanksgiving, because I'm here alone, all alone, and a Thanksgiving is a very triggering holiday because uh, it's been 50-50 for me. And I, there's people I usually spend Thanksgiving with. I'm not with them. And I'm here alone. And so I decided to take the opportunity to take a road trip down to Miami. And I got a hotel for the night. And I'm bringing my bicycle and my scooter. And I booked a tour uh, for tomorrow. Like a, like a couple of hours tour around Miami. And then I'm going to have my bike. and be on Miami Beach for to. Uh, tonight, tomorrow, and then leaving back to come home on Saturday. So by Sunday, I can start getting feeling back to normal again. And so that's, you know, I think the most positive thing I can do is, you know, my house has all been clean. My carpets have been clean. My house has been clean. Everything clean, clean, clean. And I think today is a really great day to go away. And I'll come back into a clean house. It's only a few hours driving. If I leave at the right time of day, it will not affect my restless legs. And I should be able to have a very pleasant, you know, be a drive down, a drive up, and a day in between. And so that, you know, a, a beautiful coastal drive. And I could stop at different places if I want, ride my bike. And, uh, you know, that's my plan. And so that's my plan for today. And I hope everybody who's listening today has a happy Thanksgiving. And I hope that, you know, whatever it is that you are struggling with, that you have today get a reprieve and that you find a way to move forward in your life and overcome your problems. Okay, that's my message for today. Thank you and have a nice day. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.